Welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Hello there. Welcome to another week's 1% Better episode. We're back into the weekly rhythm at least for two weeks in a row, which is good enough. Last week's episode with Annie Duke, first one for a while. The excellent Annie Duke, the author, consultant, and ex-world champion poker player. I forgot to mention that in the intro last week. Well worth checking out if you are interested in making better decisions and how to do that without maybe so many unconscious biases that we have. And yeah, highly recommend checking it out and checking out Annie's book. She has a lot of uh, very high-profile followers and it's great to uh, have her or had her on the show so this week's episode is a part two and a bit of an impromptu part two to an episode I did last year with Nurbasha McGee you've obviously seen his picture on the uh, episode low icon and image we use for that this one this week last year I talked to Nurbasha and it was all about this 3100 mile race to self-transcendence which I called it it was episode 133 found out about this race last year and then found out that a guy from Ireland actually runs it for the last few years and his name is Nurbash McGee really interesting episode with him last year and just about two weeks ago a, a contact reached out to say Nurbash is running the race again this year and now normally it's run around a half mile block in New York but this year due to COVID it wasn't going to go ahead at all, obviously not in New York, but then not anywhere else. But as it transpired, it started uh, in, in kind of a very rushed job uh, in Salzburg about, oh, I guess five, six weeks ago nearly now. It's um a 52-day race. I think it's 52 days. And when I talked with Nurbasha just last Friday, he was on day 32 or 33 um, and was well ahead of schedule. So Again, if you haven't listened to it, it's 3,100 miles in that duration. I think you have to run well over 70 miles a day to finish it. And last year, there was maybe 10 runners. This time around, there's only five. And uh, it was just really interesting to check in with Nurbasha to see how he was getting on and the fact that it was happening and the challenges and learnings he's taken from this one running around a park in Salzburg, for uh, which will be around 52 days compared to what it was like in New York last year. Um, and while we were talking, he was running slash walking. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just a really interesting one to check back in with him on, hear how you know, how he's going, how grateful he is for it. And it was one I really wanted to get out before the race ended. So I'll share a link to the website where you can actually track it, learn a little bit more about it, learn about the race that happens every year. Hopefully it'll be happening again in New York next year. 3100 miles yeah I, I think if I got to 31 miles I'd probably be doing well these days but I would say have a listen and take something from it and definitely check out the uh, episode 133 which has the deeper dive with Nurbasha and it was delighted to chat with him again and really happy to share it hope you enjoy it we'll be back again next week all going well thanks for checking it out as always take care and enjoy <laughs> So, so Nurbasha, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this time, I think it was uh, probably around this time last year that we caught up. I know you had finished uh, the race last year. I was talking to you. I think I was in the States at the time. You were in the States. And um, obviously, 
a lot has happened in the last 12 months so i learned during the week you're uh, probably two-thirds of the way through the race now when it's happening in Salzburg rather than New York this year. So maybe just tell me where you're at right now with the race and how things are going and how the, the race has gone for you so far. Right. Well, we're in day 34 of the race. The race started in the 13th of September and um, the rules of the race are, are still the same. We have 52 days to complete 3,100 miles. So... You know, that'll end on November the 3rd. And um, so we're basically on day 34 out of 52. But the last time I checked the scoreboard, I had 2,113 miles. Um, so essentially, I'm, I'm sort of two days ahead of schedule. Um, the It's probably not going to be enough to beat my, you know, personal record, which I set last year which was, I think, 48 and eight, eight days and nine hours. But, you know, I, like, I, I'm basically on course to finish the race. Very good. And tell me about the change. Obviously, New York is probably was just out of the question. That probably decision had to be made earlier this year, how, how that ha- happened and how you actually f- picked and why Salzburg was a, the next option. Right. Well, actually, the the whole story is very interesting, you know. I think essentially everybody had written the race off for dead, you know, I mean, because of the contact pace between June and August in New York. Um, you know, and June and August went by, you know, obviously there was no likelihood of the race taking place. So everybody had basically written um, the race off for dead. Um, one of the race directors, <laughs> you know, around July, I got a phone call from him. You know, like he said, you know, it's almost like my soul you know, I really, God, I really just wish we could put on the race in some shape or form, even if we can't put on the whole race or if we can't, um, you know, if we, I wish we could just do something, you know. Um, I don't know how we'll do it, but I wish we could, you know, somehow just do something. So there was some conversations. And another one of the runners here, Ananda Lahari, uh, Zushin from Slovakia, who's done the race uh, 15 times, you know, he said, you know, <laughs> I'm basically, I'm going to do the race in some shape or other, even if I have to do it out of the back of a van. And so there were conversations going back and forth, and I got a phone call about the 12th and 13th of April saying that, um, you know, basically, you know, there's a, a strong possibility that the race would take place in the Czech Republic. And that... Um, they found some funding for the race to take place in the Czech Republic. And I sort of knew the people involved, so I knew it was like a realistic thing. You know, the people that were basically, um, you know, committing to funding the race, you know, like I knew it was kind of a serious proposition. So I basically, then and there, I actually started training. And this is a very interesting story because I started training and I actually got a lot of joy just from the training, you know, I, 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 re, I mean, I wasn't starting exactly at zero, but I wasn't like a million miles off it. And, uh, but I put in a week of very hard training, probably about as hard as, you know, I'd ever, I'd ever done. But I wasn't, I was hard in terms of like miles. It was probably, I'd say somewhere around 140 mile mark. Um, you know, uh, like I put in. But it wasn't hard in terms of effort. I really felt tremendous joy and a tremendous feeling that I should be doing this. 
And what was kind of interesting was that, you know, as the week went on, um, like in, in the Czech Republic, they set the condition that one of the race directors had to come over from America, you know, to, to show them how to put it on. Otherwise, it was a no-go, you know. So that was the first thing that had to be done. And then, of course, the date kicked off, and it was sort of clear that there was actually not a lot of, you know, there was no point person in the in the Czech Republic basically willing to push it through. So my mind was kind of going, well, what's actually going on there? But at the same time, I was really getting this very strong feeling to go out there and do the training. And um, the next week, um, I also put in, uh, you know, again, another, you know, quite hard week of training, you know, including a 12-hour, you know, run in the hills. And, um, you know, the more and more I was hearing about the, the, the race in the Czech Republic, the less, you know, I remember commenting to a friend of mine, you know, it's almost like, you know, with my mind, I'm getting one message about the race, that it's sort of, you know, it's sort of falling apart. It's not a serious proposition. It's just not going to happen. Um, but like with my heart, you know, when I go out and train, I get a whole different message, you know. Um, it's, it's a very, very interesting feeling. And so then sometime around the end of August, I start hearing rumors of, you know, that's where Salzburg started coming into the picture. Um, I should say in our, our meditation center, you know, like uh, our Sri Chinmoy meditation centers, you know, we have centers in about 50 countries all over the world. You know, our, our, our Salzburg center is actually quite, what's the word? It's quite well known for how many of its members are into ultra running. Um, one of the um, members, Ushka uh, um had, has, has done the race twice already. Actually, um, they've got actually two people in the, in the meditation center who've done the race twice, as well as a lot of people who have done this smaller six and 10 day race that we talked about the last year. And, um, you know, but again, you know, it's kind of, I'd a little bit switched off by then, you know, I'd even sort of start, you know, I'd stop training a little bit. I was sort of like, well, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to try and think too much about it because um, it's, you know, like, uh, you know, again, you know, nothing concrete sort of, sort of, it seems to be coming together. So I, I, I basically just sort of started getting on with my life. And then around the beginning of September, you know, I, I talked actually to, um, you know, the, the eventual race organizer in Salzburg, and he said, yeah, it, it could be a really, you know, we don't know what form it will take yet, but we're really serious about this, you know. And again, I guess it's this whole interplay between your mind and your heart or whatever, you know. I really was kind of in the space where, okay, there's all this back and forth and, I don't know what's happening, um, you know, and I'm just going to, I'm not going to commit to anything. And it was actually only the Saturday, so that would be, the, the race began the, the, the 13th of September. On the 5th of September, I got a message from the race organizer in New York, you know, saying that, you know, the race director of our, of our marathon team that organizes the race in New York, saying that the race is on, it has official permission from the city of Salzburg, which apparently they were able to obtain overnight. <laughs> they, um, you know, they have an official course, you know, marked out by uh, an official Austrian course measure, again, which happened 
you know, just in lightning speed, you know, they, you know, they really felt it was just like miraculous, but somehow, you know, you could say, you know, somebody upstairs was really putting the whole thing into place. And, um, as soon as I heard that, I really, I was like, wow, okay, this is actually 3,100 mile race. And I sort of felt, well, if it's a 3,100 mile race, you know, then I have to, then I have to do it, you know? So it was kind of interesting. There was, a, there was a little bit of a whole odyssey leading up to the, to the, to the start, you know, uh, which was sort of like a, a little bit of a spiritual journey in itself. Very good. So it was challenging you from, uh, as you said, it's interesting because you say every time you're, you're running, you feel like this is, it, this will and should happen when you stop running the doubts and kind of uh, questioning seems to come in you know it's it's, it's interesting how the yeah. how the head and the heart kind of are obviously at, at, at a little bit loggerheads when you're being active versus stationary in a way exactly exactly and tell me when you got over there i'm interested to know you know other numbers of participants this year is it is it Ashpre hanal it was the and the, the continuous winner over right, the last exactly. How, is he uh... yeah, he's actually not doing it this year okay you know for whatever reason <laughs> he says it. i mean i haven't been talking to him directly but <laughs> somebody told me he actually feels a little bit bad that he you know he's, he's up in finland now and uh, <laughs> you know he feels a little bad that, you know that he didn't come this year um but actually this year you know they said look you know the only way we can put it on and put it on you know with the whole atmosphere that you know uh, atmosphere of restrictions that I guess taking place Europe wide and as well as put it on a short short notice is basically to to do it small. So they actually you know limited the field to five runners. Um three of them have done the race before. So um as I said, Ushika, you know, from Salzburg, um he actually was one of the instrumental people to find the course the course is actually only 100 metres from his house. <laughs> so it's very handy. He basically finished the race and goes, goes home to his own bed. Yeah, um, it's cheating, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, it's basically his local park. But the, the setup is just, you know, like, like I said, everything was so fortuitous. Like there, there are public toilets here, you know, right beside the race camp, you know. Um, they actually, you know, like because in the race camp, obviously we have to have electricity. And... Um, you know, like in New York, they basically run these expensive generators. Here you can't do it because it's actually quite close to a residential area. But what they, like that, the race organizer actually happens to... Hold on, I'm just going to take a drink here. The race organizer um, actually operates a restaurant called The Heart of Joy in the center of Salzburg. And I'm looking at the house here now. There's a big cable coming from the from the window of this house, you know, right beside the race camp. And apparently, the person in that house happens to be a regular customer and an athlete. And and basically, we went over to them and basically said, you know, we'll pay we'll pay your electricity bills for the next month and a half or so if we can run this cable out. If we can run this cable out your bedroom window. So you know, it just. Um, yeah, basically, just things sort of seem to come together like that, mm. you know. Um, is the, is the the distance? I know in New York was it a half mile the block or whatever you were running around. What's the the kind of right, park? Exactly. Is it the same sort of distance or is yeah, it different? Yeah, it's slightly longer. Um, it's basically I think it's one kilometer and and, and forty four meters, so a thousand and forty four meters. Um, 
So in New York, we had to do 109 laps of the um, of the block to to do the bare minimum required. Here we have to do 92 a day, right? And that's two every day. Okay. And obviously, if you can go over that, you know, then you get yourself a little cushion, you mm. know, for you know, for, for rainy days like this one. Yeah, yeah. So, so how has it been for you so far, physically, mentally? What's the the journey like to to get to day thirty four? Right. It's uh, you know, it really has been like a roller coaster experience. You know, the first nine days. You know, I basically I knew beforehand. You know, I hadn't trained to the extent. You know, that I would train. Like a lot of the training, you know. You know, that you do before the race is actually just for the first 10 days or two weeks, you know, so that you don't fall apart, you know, because there's also a training process that takes place, you know, like during the race, you know, your feet um, are adjusting to running such long distance, you know, your legs and your muscles are adjusting, um, you know, so that whole process in this race for me basically took nine days, you know, where... You know, I was doing, I was going over the mileage, but I wasn't going that much over the mileage, you know. And I just had to be happy and accept that I was just being slow. And then, on then ten day, day 10, I just took off. And I, I actually did, you know, for the first time outside the first day, I did over 70 miles in a day, you know. And I was like, oh, this is great. You know, we're, we're, we're in business now, you know. And then I had some very similarly good days, day 11, day 12, day 13. You know, the rain, that was a, a huge rain day. And, you know, I was just getting through it as, as best I can. But one thing with all the, and actually just getting used to it, because we never, even in New York, we never had that, like, serious quantity of all-day rain. So just getting used to all the equipment and all the, the bits and pieces. I actually think I forgot to eat properly. And my weight, we, day 13 and day 14 was also quite a bad rain day. My weight dropped quite a lot. So I was... You know, sudden sudden weight drops are not good. Um, you know, because you get weak very quickly. So I had a whole thing of like getting run down, you know, that I had to deal with. And um you know, like uh, just adjusting to that. And you know, uh since then, you know, I I've had you know, like good days and bad days. You know, I'm I'm sort of dealing with this uh cyclical thing at the moment where I sort of, I, I basically periodically, periodically lose energy, and I have to drag myself around the course, and uh, um, or you know, or, or even reduce the walking, and then it somehow clears up, and then I'm back to kind of doing like fast laps again, you know. Um, so you you have all these issues to deal with; they always kind of crop up, and I guess the main thing, you know, it's it's really just to kind of eat, keep your equanimity no matter what just to just to stay happy you know stay balanced you know take the rough with the smooth you know and um you know when you're going through a bad day you know basically you know don't you know get down in the dumps you know really just be very um solution oriented and um you know really like look for solutions um, look for things you can do to improve the situation, you know, and 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 just be cheerful and happy, and just whatever you need to do to stay cheerful and happy. Mm-hmm. Is the environment because it's in Salzburg versus kind of a, a block in New York City? 
a whole lot different you know if you're running around a park do you find the, the air quality and, and those sort of differences the heat i presume is, is not a factor compared to what it was like in new york is that helping yeah i mean there's definitely quite a few differences there's um uh yeah the, you know the park is, i'm actually running through a very nice section now which is tree lined and there's a running stream to my side which you can probably uh here and then we go into a section where you can actually uh see uh, you know like we run alongside the river salzach which salzburg is named after um you know so it is very pretty we can see mountains you know like you know salzburg was linked ringed by all these beautiful mountains which you can see so it's definitely very very different in that aspect um what's kind of interesting is you know there's we definitely get the change in the seasons much more here um you know because when we started in september it was still quite hot you know i think at one point it was like 32 or 33 degrees you know in the first week so we had a day you know where it was just like you know running through two, two degree heat um and then in <clears throat> and now of course you know uh it's not like that at all you know it's you know one or two degrees at night and uh you know rain most days and um, you know, so that's been interesting dealing with the the whole change of seasons, which has meant a whole change of equipment. You know, you basically have to bring two sets of equipment, you know, one for the warm, you know, days in the beginning, and and the one for the, you know, on one for now. Um, you know, another thing that's very interesting. You know, New York is sort of a big anonymous city, and of course, you know, the, the race gets a lot of media publicity, so we we always get people stopping by and cheering us on and whatever. Uh, but here also, you know, the race has obviously gotten a lot of attention. You know, it's—I think people like it. It's a kind of a good news story in the midst of all of the things that are going on. So especially in Salzburg, you know, everybody knows about it. You know, Salzburg is not that big a city, and um, you know, so we actually get people—you uh, know—people are cycling past. You know, and they're they're cheering us on. They're going up, 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 and you know whatever else they say in German. You know, so you know, I I think it definitely inspires people here and and brings a smile, you know, to people's faces. You know, that's cool. And just from a COVID perspective, is it you know, is there any restrictions around uh, the the actual race itself, and is that area in general hit bad at the moment? Yeah. How's it? Right, exactly. Well, I guess uh, fundamentally we're lucky, you know, in that it's it's five guys running outside in a park, you know. So, but at the same time, you know, obviously, you know, in the camp, you know, they have to be uh, careful. You know, fortunately, the way the camp is set up, you know, like there's no real, you know, it's basically all tents, um, you know, and, you know, there's no real doors. So, it, it, you know, it's essentially outside, Um you know, so, um, you know, they're definitely, you know, keeping an eye on the situation, you know, because, you know, like definitely in indoor settings here, you know, they, you know, and we're following all the, 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 the local guidelines, you know, that have been set out. And, you know, you can see notices kind of everywhere setting, you know, saying basically what those guidelines are. And, um, you know, so, yeah, it's, 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 um, you know, I guess, it's like, it, you know, 
you know, we're basically holding the race and 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 and, and, and you know, abiding by the regulations at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's probably it's probably a good thing to be doing in a way that you're kind of a disconnecting from reality in in lots of ways because you know obviously reality at the moment isn't uh, isn't that great for a lot of folks and in a lot of areas. Um, I know you're not disconnected completely, but you're still you know you're still aware of what's going on. And and are all five are all five runners still going? Oh yeah, they're all still going now. Some of them are more on course to finish than others. The leader is actually a first-time runner, Andrea Mercato from Italy, um, you know, who's, you know, we've all known he was a very, very talented runner. Um, and, you know, I guess, you know, he was invited to join the race in New York. Um, and, you know, he was getting ready to join the race in New York. And uh, so that didn't work out. Um, so then he... but. He's he's unbelievable, you know. I mean, I, he's just very, he's always fit. He's he's got tremendous intensity about his running. Um, he has this explosive style, you know. He basically just first off at, you know, pretty fast speed, you know, even for normal runners, you know. <clears throat> and then he'll he'll basically he'll walk about. He'll basically run about sixty percent of the course. Walk about four percent of the course, but he still gets around in, you know, super fast time. I mean, he's doing more than seventy miles most days. Um, like right now, he's about three hundred miles ahead of me, which is about five days for you know four or five days. Um, you know, I, I I'm in second place at the moment. Um, you know, so that's been very very inspiring, and he just he has a great attitude. You know, he's. <laughs> You know, he really has a very, uh, like even a very unusual kind of, uh, like I'll give you one example. You know, we have a little, uh, at the one corner, we have this bridge, um, you know, like uh, basically leading up to one corner. And, you know, basically it's, it's, it's an uphill section. So people usually just walk that section, you know. But a lot of the times he'll run up that section. <laughs> and I asked him one time why, why he did it and he said oh you know it's just nice to give myself a little workout <laughs> <laughs> so he's come out of this it's kind of a very like childlike attitude he likes to take these little challenges and little you know things so you know that's it's how very uh, inspiring to learn from Wow so he must be near, nearly finished at this point if he's a few hundred miles ahead and you know you're into 30 yeah, 35 well, I'd, say, I'd say he's probably a, a, a 11 days out, I might okay. guess. Okay, so that's still, that's still a bit to go, all right. Um, and yeah, Nubasha, exactly. and just, just uh, it was great to catch up and I uh, you know, really wanted to hear how things were going and maybe we'll talk again after it, but just what's the biggest challenge you've found so far? What has been the, you know, the, the, the biggest obstacle for you to overcome over the last 34 days? And is there anything right. different, different to what you've experienced in previous races? Yeah. Well, that's actually an, that's that, um, in previous races and especially in the last race. I think we talked about this. How you know I've always wanted to you know to uh, go past my personal best, um, you know, and increase my time. But also inwardly, I've always wanted to somehow increase the amount of time I spend in you know meditation activities, spiritual activities. You know, like um, you know, doing some of the spiritual exercises that my teacher, uh, Sri Chamoy, recommended. 
Um, and, you know, and that was all of my goals, so to spend more time doing that. And what's been interesting, because, um, you know, the last few weeks, um, you know, I've had these swings of, you know, low energy or, you know, that's, it's like I haven't even been able to, you know, like I, I haven't even had the energy to, 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 you know, meditate or pray or, or, or do these kind of spiritual activities. And it's somehow kind of a real lesson somehow for me, you know, that, okay, but you can't, you know, do the, you know, you, you can't increase your um, progress inwardly, or sorry, you can't increase your, your running time inwardly. Uh, sorry, um, you know, you can't increase your, uh, improve your running time. You know, you can't improve your meditation. Okay, what can you do? At the very least, you can just be happy, you know? At the very least, just um, be happy, be grateful. Um, and maybe also it's sort of a, you know, because, you know, I mean, I do, you know, listen to the radio or whatever, so I do know a little bit of what's going on and how much people are suffering or whatever. You know, it is sort of, <laughs> I sort of like, I feel like I'm, I'm in there with them, you know? You know, that basically, if they, if they, you know, if people can put up with whatever's going on in their lives and put up with, you know, all these things that they don't have a choice over. I mean, I have a choice to run this race, you know. So if, if people can, you know, look at their problems in the eye and deal with them the best they can, you know, then, <laughs> you know, I could do the same. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's been, um, that's, yeah, that's been a real lesson for me, you know, that, you know, even if all of your expectations or all of your, you know, whatever it is, all of your ideas about what you were going to do and, you know, if they all fall apart, you know, who cares? Just just stay happy. And, you know, if you can stay happy, you know, then, you know, you can look at ways to change the situation. You know, if, if, if you know, um, you know if, you, if, you, if you can't stay happy, you know, then it, the walls just close in and, and, and no solution seems possible. Mm, very good. I'm actually, I have a, a little affirmation in a poster, not a poster, but a frame above uh, the wall here, above, above the screen, and it is happiness is a choice. And I guess ultimately that's what you're saying there, right? You're, you're falling back to, to choose happiness and choose gratitude. And, and, uh, and, and certainly the more you kind of focus on that, the, the more it becomes yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, that's. I guess it's not to say. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, there might be a lot, a lot of people, or there might be some people listening, for whom you know happiness seems. You know, I don't want to say that you know people who are like suffering from depression or, or you know anything like that. Oh, if they only could just to choose happiness, or um, you know that 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 <laughs> you know that that it's a choice. That, you know, obviously for some people. You know, it isn't a it isn't a choice like that. But I, I guess I'm just lucky that for me, you know, at least in this situation, you know, I am I'm running this race and like in a, in a spiritual environment as well, where you know where everybody's focused on inner development. So that 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 makes it a lot easier, I guess, for me to make that choice. Yeah, the environment you're in is is kind of helping with that. So yeah, and also the support the support here. I get, you know, from the race directors, from all the people who come and help, you know, it's just so supportive and so, you know, caring. Actually, my brother is here helping out and he's just been like a rock, you know. So, 
you know, that just, that, you know, that just makes it so much easier. And actually all the messages and support I get, you know, from around the world, you know, it, it definitely makes me feel like, you know, I'm not just doing it for me. You know, it's not about me or my progress or whatever that, you know, when, when I do the miles and, you know, when I, when I uh, go forward, it actually gives, gives a lot of people joy. Um, you know, so that's, that's actually been a very kind of important part of this year's race as well. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool to hear, and um, yeah, it was great to great to catch up and hear how you were doing as you were running while you're while we're talking through this as well, which is important <laughs> to to uh, to call yeah. out. Like, so you you finish up around six o'clock every day, or just thereafter? That's probably past that time now, is it? No, no. Well, I, I actually we start at six oh. o'clock in the morning. Oh, and you we, can go to midnight. Midnight. midnight so sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm about two thirds of the way through the day now. Right, right. Okay, so you're coming. You have a few hours to go, but uh, the the end is near. Um, yeah. Very good. Well, look, it was great to chat to you. I'll actually probably put this out in the next week or so because it'd be good to get it out before um, before you're finished and uh, sure you can have a listen back to it yourself and and let's stay in touch and um, you know best of luck. Uh, you know, great to hear you're doing well and you're you're making the most of it. And it's great that that the tradition is going, continuing, and the race has has happened. Oh, fantastic! Well, I really enjoyed the conversation, Rob. So you know, thanks very much for having me on. No, great to have you on again, Nurbasha. Best of luck. Stay healthy, stay fit, and stay happy. Uh, thank you. Thank you again, Rob. Good luck. Hey, folks. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, could you please consider helping me extend the reach of the podcast that little bit further? You can do that in a number of ways. The number one way is to subscribe on your app of choice, This helps me with the chart ranking, leading to more folks stumbling across the podcast and checking it out. You could also repost it on your social media channels. Any of them would be great. And maybe even tell a friend in person or over the phone. Pick up the phone, give them a call and tell them about the 1% Better podcast. Tell them about this episode or one that you've heard in the past. Any will do. I would really appreciate it. In the last year, we set up a 1% Better Slack community, which you can join for free and interact with me and other members of the community and improve through holding each other accountable and sharing monthly challenges. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. I'm into season four of this incredible journey and the more of these interviews and solo shows that I research, record and share, the better I believe that they get and more loaded with actionable takeaways that you can learn from. I know I've learned so much from it so far and it's always really, really fulfilling and rewarding when I hear from you on what you took from it. So do reach out, rob at robofthegreen.ie. And of everybody that listens, 90% listen and enjoy, but only around 10% actually take action, write down takeaways and put them into practice. I am convinced that if we can move that number a bit higher, the listeners will not only make steps forward towards their goals, but they will be more fulfilled and happy and better. Change doesn't happen overnight. It is hard, but it's all about taking the first step, whatever that is for you. You can absolutely do this. Make a plan, be deliberate, take action. Don't overreach. Start with those small incremental improvements and over time you will see great progress. It's all in the pursuit of betterness. So again, thank you so much for listening. Good luck and stay safe.